the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is. Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn just walking into the house, showing up. Ready for action reporting for duty. What is today? September 24th, 2023. We're live. Local action here. Text the studio already coming in. Hello, great American. Thank you for touching base, young man. We've got a lot to discuss, and it's good to have Backbone on Sundays, is it not? Your Sunday salvation on a day when the Broncos, they gave up 70 points. They lost 70-20 to to the Dolphins. Dang, that's bad. I never talk about football anymore. Used to do that on Sundays sometimes until the whole kneeling... Yeah, PC police overran the football league, the woke NFL. But I will mention it when, like, we give up 70 points. Jeez. I remember one time, by the way, don't get me on the buffs now. That wasn't fun. I gave up watching that game yesterday for the buffs when they were behind 35-0. to zero. Do you know the final score on that? I didn't even look up the final score yet, Blake. Did you see the... Where did we end up on that deal? Yeah, I think it was uh, forty-five, or it was either forty-two to six or forty-five. I can't remember. But, okay, yeah. well, so that's why Backbone Radio, you're all important, all important Sunday location, especially like when you know the athletes get wiped out, smoked, hammered, nailed. Gee, but you got Backbone Radio in our winning ways around here. You want to talk about winning ways. We got a humdinger to talk about. The phrase humdinger applies. Many of you may have already seen this, but last night I'm sitting there in the man cave, in the sacred ground of the man cave, and I see this poll data come in, poll data from ABC slash Washington Post, which means establishment poll extraordinaire. And what is the humdinger aspect? Well, it has Trump ahead of Biden by 10 points, 10 points, 10 up over Joe Biden. My goodness gracious. Uh, (laughs) We're going to have to talk about that one. How 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 does that grab you? Trump leading Biden in the general election 2024 in the ultimate establishment Washington Post ABC News poll. By 10. Yes, man, I, uh, I'm not used to seeing that much truth come out in an establishment poll. I, I did a double take. I did the old owl head spin all the way around on a swivel, looked at it again. Was, wait, wait a minute. Is that 10 points? Yes, it was 10 points. And that is a very meaningful poll, which we always take with a certain grain of salt, of course, but I think... What poll data does is that it has present moment implications and consequences for the lay of the land at the present moment. And um, 
The GOP primary, which has already been over for quite a while, is now really, really, really over. And I think, you think Joe Biden's really going to be the nominee? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be speculating on this. I, I, I've been saying I don't think Joe Biden's going to be the guy for the Democrats in 2024. And part of me wonders, yes, part of me wonders, if WAPO, ABC News are putting this poll out there, letting some truth into this poll out there in order to help shove Joe Biden off of the ticket for Democrats heading into 2024. I think the pressure to get a substitute, a next next Democrat torch bearer to run against Trump in 2024, the, the pressure for that is becoming quite acute, especially after this poll. But what do you make of it? What shall the consequences of this be? Washington Post is saying, oh, it's an outlier. It's an outlier poll. We don't really even trust our own poll. You know, they're having to cover it over like that. But, you know, if Trump was up 10 in that poll now and you go back to May or, yeah, May, same poll had Trump up 6. And now they have him up 10 so it's hard for them to complain about an outlier poll if Trump has just added four in the last four months, added a point a month, so to speak. So we'll look at that humdinger. And remember that movie, Bull Durham? you seen that one, Blake? The uh, Kevin Costner, Tim Robbins movie, the baseball movie? I have not. Kevin actually. Costner's The Catcher. It's a classic. It's a little before your time. I believe that came out in the 90s. When uh, you were probably in daycare, you were you were in swaddling clothes then, Blake. But uh, the catcher was Kevin Costner, and the pitcher was Tim Robbins. And when he'd throw a good one, he would say, "That was a humdinger." And boy, now we are getting somewhere, ladies and gentlemen. And does that mean 2024 is over? Trump's going to win this thing for sure? No, of course not. We're not going there. But let's talk about the present moment consequences. Let's also talk about Ken Buck. Ken Buck, Congressman Colorado from the 4th Congressional District, I guest hosted for Deborah Flora this Wednesday, right in here. There's a great fun podcast up of that, pointing that out to our amazing and loyal and gigantic podcast listenership. We have an extra bonus show there on Wednesday for my great friend Deborah Flora. We talked a lot about Ken Buck and like he's always on the mainstream media. He's always going on CNN and MSNBC and all these places and he's bellyaching about spending. Oh, we got too much spending. Hmm. And then he gets in like, well, we can't go around impeaching Biden. I'm against the impeachment. And Christopher Ray at the FBI, he's doing a great job over there at the FBI. And uh, but we got all this spending. We got to we got to stop all this government spending. Oh, then it turns out he's like spent wants to spend money on Ukraine. <laughs> now it's like oh. Ken Buck, for all of his belly aching about spending, spending out of control, spending, gonna gonna destroy the republic, and he goes on CNN and MSNBC, the left wing propaganda media, to say this stuff. Well, it turns out then he's like okay with all the billions to Ukraine. So enough said, right? Enough said. How do you feel about that? What do you think about Ken Buck? 
How many people do we have listening in Ken Buck's congressional district? Yeah, we got a lot. I'm just curious what you think of this guy. I think he's playing us for suckers. And I've been nice. I was very, very nice to Ken Buck on Wednesday. I was just super gentle, super nice. And hey, you know, Ken Buck seems like, you know, okay, that's good. He's concerned about spending. But um, yeah, we've got some issues here. I'd love your thoughts. 303-696-1971. People are speculating about the fallout when Ron DeSantis drops out of the race. We'll talk about that the guy he just can't seem to get get anywhere in the polls the more money he spends and the longer he camps out in Iowa the worse he seems to do in the polls that's kind of embarrassing it's just all Trump in the primary as we know Trump having some amazing and shocking poll data with minority voters boy Washington Post did a big expose of how well Trump is doing with Hispanic voters, African-American voters, and, oh, the panic, panic, panic. I'll throw in the Trump plus 10 poll. We got a panicked ruling class now. So what are they going to do? What, what, how shall they respond? We'll talk about that. Apparently, Dade Phelan in Texas, the Speaker of the House in Texas, is in hot water. He's, he's under pressure to resign after his failed attempt to try to impeach the man of integrity, A.G. Ken Paxton. Let's talk about that. The Bush family's on the run down in Texas. Bush family might have to go back to Maine. You ready to see the Bushes leave Texas, go back to Maine? Yeah, I might do an essay on what are the fraudulent pillars of establishment power in this country. I've got some thoughts on that. Some exposés on the wide-open hemorrhaging border. Rupert Murdoch says he's letting go of Fox News, not going to be on the board anymore. Hmm. Life's hard for Murdoch. Couldn't get his DeSantis guy in there. Matt Dunn, be right back. Panic from the ruling class. Oh, my goodness, yes. The ABC Washington Post poll has Trump leading Joe Biden for the general election 2024 by 10 points, 10, count them, count them up, 10 points, 52 to 42. Man, is that some sweet action there. And just so you have some context, this poll, the same poll, ABC, Washington Post, September 2019, had Joe Biden up 15 points. Whoa, we got a 25-point swing. That's bigger. Bigger than big. Yes, humdinger status on that poll. And let's talk through what do we make of it. How will that affect anything? How will that impact? Don't like that word. Overused word. But how will that affect the race at the moment? How will it affect the primary? How will it affect Trump? How will it affect Biden? Let's be checking it out. Ladies and gentlemen, and we'll be talking 303-696-1971. We'd love it if you could touch base with us and tell us what's on your mind, not including the grisly, grim Bronco and Buff defeats this weekend. Mm. Yeah, we're avoiding that topic. And let's say hello to Rick. Rick, our marathon man from Aurora, and glad you're here. Welcome aboard. Yes, sir. Uh, Yeah. Buck, yeah, Ken Buck, 
Mm-hmm. Not surprised at all. That's been his history. He's from the Lindsey Green. You tell your constituency you're conservative, you're going to do this, I'll write books to swamp. And then you tell your constituency, guess what? I'm a rhino. I'm in it for me. And the heck with you guys. So I'm not surprised at all. And by the way, when he had the lead in the Senate race a few years back, he completely choked on Meet the Press. So he, not not sharp. Or not sharp. Turncoat, rhino. Yep, you got that right. He wrote the book called How to Drain the Swamp or Drain the Swamp. <laughs> right. And now he wants a job with CNN. I thought an hour or two I'm going to go through this. And I've been yeah. trying to be nice to Ken Buck, giving the benefit of the doubt, but all of his belly aching about spending, and yeah, he wants to send more billions to right. Ukraine. Hmm. From swamp drainer to swamp joiner, it's just... Is he playing us for fools? I mean, yeah. what was, oh, what's the deal? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to get over the fact many of these people are really, truly in it for themselves. Yep. Why the do, politicians. Why do some people still have this fantasy that they're for the country or, or doing the right thing? Then it, we are the fools, people, if you believe that. Nothing's 100%, of course, but boy, 80, 80% of people I see in Congress are, ugh. Yeah, 80%? I, I don't know. I, I, I would go 95. Ooh, what would you ooh. say? 95. Way above me, but you're... Maybe, maybe 93. That That's my final offer, uh, 93%. I, yeah, we could do the over and under on that, <laughs> couldn't we? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the percentage of people out there, and there's so few names come to mind. And why is it that always it's Republicans that just they come into office, they're talking tough, they're going to drain the swamp, and then they just absolutely wilt, buckle, and fold and join the swamp and make it so egregious that it's just hard to have any lingering last bit of respect for these people. It's always Republicans, never Democrats. Well, well, of course, because of the media, and they don't want to get attacked by the media. They get worn down. Only people like Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and a few other select have the nerve to withstand, and you know that's immense pressure. You know, the wives go to their parties. It's really, you know, a close-knit little community deal they got going in D.C. Yeah, and uh, but, you know, you just, I just don't think it's that hard. I just I just think, like you said, at root, they're looking out for their own self-interest. They get into office, they want the power, then they want to keep getting more power for themselves, and the way to do that is to join the swamp. So Look, if, you, if you need some money and you're Republican... After the next person retires from Meet the Press, you know how it works. Sure. Be the Republican that will blast all the other Republicans on Meet the Press every Sunday, and you got your gig for the rest of your life. Exactly, and that's what so many of the neoconservatives and the never-Trumpers have done. I remember back in the day, Jonah Goldberg over at National oh. Review, he used to always say, uh, CNN is so worthless, CNN is such leftist propaganda. Next thing you know... Jonah Goldberg is working for CNN, and he's slamming Trump all the time. He's slamming conservatives all the time, slamming America first all the time. That's how it goes. That's how the gig goes. Did you see that? If you heard me mention that, that poll, Trump is up 10 over Biden in one of the big, huge polls. Hmm. I'm surprised. It should be 20, and I bet it is. I just uh, I, that that one. Wow. I mean, do you? What do you think of that? Do you do you think that's going to have any effect on anything or? Well, yeah, it'll in behind the scenes the rumblings will get louder and louder to retire the fake president and install a newsome, a Michelle, you know, 
whatever's on their list. Right. But and you that's... can tell, because you read the media, like Rush Limbaugh read the media, you, you, and you're great at it. You, you know what they're saying and what they really mean. Yep, that's what you do. You have to understand their code. Right. And I've been seeing this little upswell in essays and articles and tweets about Democrats saying, for the good of the country, Joe Biden, you're going to have to not run again in 2024. You're going to have to let another Democrat run in 2024. And then out comes this poll. Yeah, right. No, yeah, it's starting to come together. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. It, it really is. I, yeah, once you see that momentum, when they, you know, once they get past that certain point, then the decision has been made. And, it's, and honestly, you know, this guy could, I mean, he's not in good shape. It could, it could happen naturally. Yeah, I suppose that that's very possible. But I think they were maybe waiting for this poll, waiting to release a poll like this until they saw, how is the GOP primary going? And they thought, you know, if uh, DeSantis can climb up the ladder a bit and become a threat to Trump, maybe they'll hold off on this kind of stuff. But DeSantis is on the verge of dropping out. He he might not even make it to Iowa. Some people are speculating he might run out of money before Iowa. And isn't that like about uh, like uh, over a little over a month away or something? I mean, we're coming up on that. So they realize they they say, all right, Trump's going to get the primary. So let's let's put out this poll and see if and then they're going to look at the polls, Biden, Trump and Trump's ahead. Say, well, we got to do something, Democrats, because, you know, the deep state has to do something. They can't let Trump be president again. Right. I'll say one thing, uh, political scientist, and I have been in campaigns. I've never seen a campaign of DeSantis. He couldn't even get a spark going. It was that was incredible, inept, one of the worst campaigns I've ever seen run. Same here. I, I think people are going to study this. Like, yes, if he is um, at about fourteen percent in that same poll. Washington Post, ABC, Trump is uh, right around 60. I guess I don't have it right in front of me, just going by memory. And you think about how much money did the establishment spend to get that 14% for for DeSantis? And it's just the straight-up money, the PAC money, the globalist corporate donor money, and then you add in all of the -the round-the-clock propaganda on Fox News and places like that that were boosting uh, DeSantis for the last couple of years. Yeah, kind of like pouring all the money in Ukraine, and we'll see what happens there, won't we? I wonder if that's, do you think that's getting into, like, tens of millions of dollars spent per percentage point for DeSantis? Yeah. (laughs) That's that's not a good return on investment. Yeah, not a good ROI on that scenario. Yeah, that... uh... But they're going to push for Nikki Haley now. And are you ready for Nikki, Rick? Do you think Nikki's going to be? Does she have what it takes? Laughable. (laughs) No comment. I mean, it's not even serious. Yep. Yep. You're exactly right. And here comes the wall. But any any marathons? Quick update on marathons. Anything? Just have done 281. Probably going to Nebraska next weekend to do another one. Okay. If you could give us an update. From up in Nebraska, we'd, we'd love it, sir. All the best. Yep, bye. Be right back. Backbone Radio. Because I'm still here. Little Sia action there. Yeah, it takes persistence, doesn't it? Takes stick to to get anywhere politically, right? And yeah, Trump's still here. 
Yeah, Backbone is still here. Isn't that isn't that impressive? All these years of unfurling one truth after another, going deeper, talking to the high IQ crowd around Backbone Country, where it takes a lot to surprise us these days. But yeah, I was a little surprised that ABC, Washington Post would actually come out and release and go public with a Trump beating Biden by 10 points poll, 52 to 42. Dude, I mean, that that's what you call a humdinger, as I've been saying. You go to the real clear politics aggregate, meaning where they average up all the major polls, the ones that have some kind of a track record, uh, usually poor, frankly. And Trump is up by 1.1 points if you add them all up. 45.5 Trump, 44.4 for Biden. And that that's that's heavy-duty business. And on this Washington Post ABC poll, they did the same poll, Trump versus Biden, back in September of 2019. So that would be the about the equivalent distance from the 2020 election, as was this poll, to the 2024 election. And in that one... Back in 2019, it was Biden was up 15 points. So now if you have Trump up 10, that is a 25-point swing. I mean, that is, that is gargantuan. That is a huge, huge swing. And it does make you wonder, do you ever ask people like, hey, are you proud you voted for Biden? Do you think that that was really in your best interest. They could go to the gas station and ask them, you know, they're paying $5 a gallon for gas. You can ask them in a grocery store, say, you know, hey, was Biden, how do you feel about that? Was he, was he the right choice back in 2020? Yeah, there should be, there. I mean, there is amazing, immense buyer's remorse for this deal. Though, of course, I have always been a little skeptical maybe a lot skeptical of the actual 2020 election counts. And we'll listen to what Ken Paxton has been saying on that. It's coming back, by the way. You're seeing more and more people say this. In part, it's because Twitter is more free now. More and more people are being more public with their skepticism about the results of 2020. More and more people. That's coming out. And that's where you think about the pillars of establishment power. They're really clinging to that 2020 election business, uh, election of integrity. They're clinging to that. They're clinging to the January 6th narrative. Seems like all that's pretty much fallen apart. I mean, the Russia hoax, one of their big efforts to cling to power, that one has really fallen apart. When you step back and you think about it, the regime in power, what what their key pillars that are underneath them that they're just still clinging to. I mean, how how strong are they? How solid are they? How real are they? Are they real? Are they fake? I'll let you decide on that one. I, I think you might have some sense of where I come down on all of that business. But, wow, I mean, 10 points. That That makes me think it's going to be irresistible for the... Democrats to try to shuffle Biden off the ticket and try to keep putting pressure on Biden to step off his campaign, to stop running his campaign. They don't want to have to do another basement campaign without COVID. 
to be their excuse for why they... How come Joe's down in the basement again? Supposed to be running a campaign. There's, there goes Trump crisscrossing America, packed house crowds everywhere. Everybody's happy and dancing and wanting to save this country. And there's Biden in the basement somewhere. Maybe they don't want to do that again, you think? And so I think they release a poll like this, and it just does look to me... ABC and Washington Post, nobody gets more establishment than that outfit. And what they're trying to say to Democrats is, hey, wake up. Trump is going to beat Biden. Trump is going to win in 2024. The primary is already over. Okay, forget about the primary. That's done. Trump dominated that thing with, like, just glee the entire time. And so now Democrats have to and how are they going to do it? I mean, are they going to put somebody forward through the normal channels? Or are they going to do a little switcheroo like Sundance at the conservative treehouse argues at the Democratic National Convention and let the delegates vote for who they want their nominee to be? So right now, my guess would be that the pollsters, the push pollers and the regular pollers are going to be out there trying to get a sense of who can they substitute for Biden that would have a chance at Trump in 2024. And that's a very tricky business. Very tricky. I mean, they could pick some total dud. But then again, you know, does it matter if they can be if they can kind of control election outcomes? You know what I'm saying? Could they put Fetterman out there, the guy who can't even speak? Could they put Fetterman and then have him win if the Democrats decide that he's going to be the next president? Could I mean, they obviously did Biden and all of his ailments and inabilities and basement campaign styles. So uh, I I think it's going to be tough on them. And apparently this Newsom guy that apparently Joe Biden is sending Newsom in to be the representative for the Democratic Party at the upcoming Republican rhino superfluous debate. How how useless is this upcoming debate, you know, with all the... uh, single-digit midgets Republicans going to debate at the Reagan Library. Trump won't be there. He'll be speaking to the United Auto Workers. How, what a brilliant move is that, by the way, another one. So I think the pressure's going to be on, and it's, again, it's a, it's a perilous game the Democrats are going to play if they try to get Biden off that ticket, which they're going to do because they don't think they think that they have a choice, right? And they're scared. They are scared. Well, more on this, but let's let's say hello to Teresa in Denver. And hello, Teresa. Glad you're here. Oh, thank you. Good to talk to you. Right on. Uh, I did. I, I just a couple of quick things. I did see that poll, but it also showed that um, Trump was up by 13 over Biden with independents. Yes, which was, which was interesting. Yes, Trump but, has been beating Biden with independents in just about every poll I have seen going back months. So that's, yeah, that's but, not a new thing, but that, and that's huge. It is. It's a big number. But on the the thing with the primary, um, the only reason I think this is continuing to go on is I think the RNC is pushing these people to stay in there like DeSantis and Haley, because I think they're banking on um, something bad happening with Donald Trump. So they need somebody to throw in there if something does happen with Donald Trump. I think that's the only reason this primary is still going on. Makes you wonder. um, Makes you wonder. And by that, you might mean like Trump actually ends up in jail, arrested, convicted, the whole rest of the deal. So they need to have somebody propped up. Or 
like Tucker yeah. Tucker Carlson's always worrying about that uh you know there could be some kind of an assassination attempt or an attempt on Trump's life. I mean that that's exactly yes. and I it's as sick as it sounds I think these people are almost rooting for it and that's why they're not they want DeSantis to stay in there. They want Nikki Haley in there. Somebody that they can they can run but but they're just not understanding that those people are never going to win. Nope, they are not. They, they don't have a hope in Hades of winning. Uh, so, I, 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 I mean, I don't know why. I, that's the only reason I can think that this primary is still happening. Sometimes I think that the establishment understands this. They know that none of them can beat Trump. They know that Trump has the most amazing support and the most popular politician of our lifetimes of either party. But yet, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe they do know it, maybe some of them, like Byron York talking about last week, he has just a hard time seeing this and figuring it out. Maybe that's genuine. But yet, maybe they just know that they can't have Trump in there because it will harm their own political careers, their own punditry careers, their own establishment-tied globalist, corporatist careers, and they have to, mm-hmm. you know, in desperation, try to fumble to try to find somebody else. It's, it's always a question on that. You know, well, right. But, you know, like with DeSantis and stuff, he just turns so so many people off and people who aren't familiar with him. I mean, once they see him wiping his nose on his sleeve again, um, they're they're, they're never going to want to vote for him. I didn't see that. He wiped his his nose on his sleeve. I just couldn't believe it. Oh, man. (laughs) Was he in Iowa doing that? Probably, because that's where he hangs out these days. That's. He might. It might have been in Iowa, but it was just awful. <laughs> just does not have the the it factor at all. All the no. millions and millions and millions that are spent to prop that guy up, and he's. It's like gravity is just relentlessly pulling that guy down, and nothing can be I done know. about it. I know, Teresa. Okay. Great, great points. Thank you for being here. Be right back. Everything's been sold. American sings Lyle Lovett. I love that tune, a melancholy tune about the lost America, the America that, yes, we have lost, and that Joe Biden deliberately destroying the oligarchs, the people on top, the ruling class deliberately destroying. You ever get sick of it? And I am generally so gentle and sweet and nice on the radio, so charitable. So forgiving, so believing, and giving people the benefit of the doubt, but it's about snapped with Ken Buck, representative. We're going to be talking about that rhino fraud in the next hour. At some point, you know, you just start getting sick of losing your damn country, and people like Ken Buck stepping up there to turn his back on his constituents and screw the place over for his own self-interest. He gets sick of it, do you not? Like, really? At any rate, I'll save my thunder for the next hour. Had a text the studio advising me to start coddling Joe Biden. you got to be gentle because we we want Biden to be the nominee. (laughs) Yeah, we want Biden to be the guy. So, all right, I better stop criticizing Joe Biden or saying negative things about Joe Biden because, come on, Joe, we're going to have to start holding vigils for Joe Biden's health and hoping he can he can you know keep it together for just another what uh, year about keep it together Joe we need you we need you to run 
So you can go out and lose by 10, 15 more points to the great Donald Trump. Yeah. So, Joe, Joe, let's coddle. Let's coddle this guy. What are you? Who's with me on that? <laughs> let's say hello on the phone lines and honored by all the great callers this evening. Jack up in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Welcome. Yeah, Matt, uh, this is going to be too much for you. I know it will be. But oh, I see this as history repeating itself. This is history repeating itself. In 1917, when, the, when Nicholas, uh, uh, Tsar Nicholas was taken down and there was no longer Russia controlled by, by a, you know, a Tsar, and it went over to the Bolsheviks and the Mensheviks, and Lenin, the head of the Bolsheviks, prevailed, and he was a total radical. The Mensheviks believed in rule and moderation, and they got, they got put under. But it wasn't a year after, after Lenin with his Bolsheviks, they dropped the name Bolsheviks, and they went to the Communist Party. That's what he named them. Well, I'm going to tell you right here and right now. That's where the Democrats are. They are the, they are the 1917th uh, Bolshevik Party. If they can find a way to steal this election or assassinate Trump and get a Democrat in, in charge, within six months they're going to declare the Democrat Party as the American Communist Party. And if you think I'm wrong, I've never been wrong. Well, why would they have to formally declare it? Why wouldn't they just sort of practically and effectively <laughs> be that and govern that way in their gulag-inspired dictatorial fashion? Yeah, see, yeah. I don't think they have to come they out and, and say are. it out loud. They don't want to say but the this, quiet this is, part out loud. The reason I'm saying this to you is you're talking about the deep state and Trump's against... Forget about the the fraud. and Forget about the military and everybody in D.C. lying in their pockets. Forget about all that. That's important, yes. The big picture is this is the culmination of 106 years of trying to turn this entire globe into a communist-controlled country. And that, that's what is at stake. And I'm telling you, the, your earlier caller that worries about Trump being assassinated, that is so valid. It couldn't be more valid. I can't think of anything more valid than that. Exactly. Because these people will stop at nothing to get global communism. And the only thing that's standing in their way right now is Donald Trump. That is it. And I, you might think I'm crazy, but I've read more. His, no, well, I haven't read Jack, as much as, as you are as spot on. Pete Boyles has, but I'm right up there with him. I've been doing. But that's what's going on here. I've been doing segments on that very topic over this past month or two. Tucker Carlson says that he's more worried about that, what you're just describing, than about anything else, and that keeping him up at night. Tucker Carlson is saying, and uh, boy, yes. it's, we're just fortunate that. Trump does have Secret Service protection around him at all times, as being a former president, where he RFK Jr. doesn't doesn't have uh, that kind of protection. And there was an incident a couple of weeks ago that was rather alarming. But yeah, you know, even when you have that, you know, there's probably ways. And boy, if they do that, this 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 country, the blanket's going to tear in some way or another. And it's hard to say exactly how, but we got to worry about it. Matt, there, everybody's name that you've popped up on your whole show so far, they're minor players. The only person that can make this happen is Trump, and he's the, he's the number one thing that's going to stop a 106-year effort to turn this to a communist world. The, the chips on that are bigger than anything that's ever happened in, in history, and I've read history all the way back to the beginning of time. I mean, I've read it all. And, and, and Trump is, is the only thing that's going to stop this world from going communist. They better put him in a padded cell somewhere with guards all around him until the election's over. And he's like going to have to do his ruling and his dictates in, in a sequestered, secure 
position if we're going to save this world from communism. And I, I, that may sound radical to you, but believe me, do you think that half of these damn Republicans aren't the same thing as the Democrats? I mean, the, the deck is stacked so heavily by ignoramuses in Washington, D.C. that don't understand what I just got through saying. That's it. Boy, Jack, no, I, I am not thinking that you are out there at all. And I, I, I think what you're talking about is on everybody's mind. And I think that's that's just a normal mainstream average political opinion, and uh, and Lord, I think I hope so. we we man we got to have that on our minds big time right now. And I think you looking at the Russian Revolution is most definitely yes. an appropriate place to be looking for examples. And I've got probably six yes. or eight histories of that on my man cave shelf. I just was looking at one by Orlando Figes, F I G E S. I think he calls it the the people's tragedy is the name of that book, and a lot of uh, the neoconservatives, um, a lot of their scholarship actually, is in the Russian Revolution arena, which this 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 very topic has been debated. Like, what is the connection of the Russian Revolution and how that all went down with some of our political activists, like the you know the neoconservatives who are the ones that are most heavily pushing this. This Ukraine war, absolute imbroglio, another forever war. They're never happy until they have a forever war going on. And, um, you know, Bill Crystal is all over that. And there's yes, something to yes, what yes, you're yes, saying, Jack. Father, too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, look, Matt, don't, let's not talk about Bill Crystal and his dad and all that stuff. That's ancient history. We're dealing with the survival of this, of this planet where capitalism can, can make people's lives better as opposed to everybody on this whole globe being under the oppression of, of communism. That's what they're trying. That's the card they're playing right now. And that's your Democrat. And I don't know how long you've listened to me, but I'm going to tell you something. For 20 years, I've been saying that the Democrat, I've been saying, I don't know how many times, the Republican Party, you got the Democrat Party. There's 63 nations in this world that also have multiple parties, and they also have, like Italy, the, Demo- the, the Communist Party. And the Communist Party is a minor car- party that gets, gets voted out all the time, but they, they, they vote on their candidates. This country does not have a communist party, but yes, it does. It's called the Democrat Party. I've well, been screaming that for 25 John, years. John Brennan, the CIA director under Obama, voted in 1976 for the communist candidate for president. And I can't remember that guy's name, but uh, remember Brennan, he had a communist history. And by the way, Richard Pipes yes. wrote one of the uh, biggest histories of the Russian Revolution, and Richard Pipes is very plugged in to the neoconservative movement. And yeah, Bill Crystal, I will be talking about him, but Jack, Jack, what you're saying, right. what you're saying, it's it's big and it's heavy, and you're on to something, brother, just so you know. Well, I tend to be, yeah. I tend to be overbearing, but Steve, Steve oh, Kelly not, always not complimented in the least, me. Not in the least. We'll be back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.